one day after the sports world came to a screeching hold and not much has uh, turned us back to normalcy, but we're still here. The Sports Pen, and I'm Tanner Hoops. It's my pleasure to have you along this Friday afternoon. And since it's Friday, Ryan Steig of the Mining Journal is here. What's up, Ryan? Uh, it's it's an interesting feeling right now. It, it's I've had every emotion the last couple of days. I apologize in advance. I'm I'm doing my darndest to keep it together because I felt fear and I felt sadness and I've just felt hollow and I I I don't know what to feel right now. Uh, there is a, as we're going to get into here. There have been a lot of emotions and very raw emotions running high here the last couple of days. Very much so. I uh, um. It's it's almost like a feeling where you're kind of lost, yeah. you know, especially if you're a sports reporter, because you're just like, what is there to say? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can say a lot of stuff about what happened the last couple of days, but the NBA, at the earliest, is going to come back in a month. Yeah. I see the NHL coming back first. Do you really? Just because, simply because they don't really... The NBA had the outbreak. Yeah. They're the one that's most worried. The NHL did it as kind of a precaution. Mm. I can see the NHL being like, 30 days, we'll be back in 30 days, where the NBA is going to be debating whether they're going to be back. MLS is going to be back in 30 days. Baseball got dumped spring training, but they're going to start two weeks late. So the professional sports world will resume eventually it's no. probably going to be about a month at least till baseball starts will pro like, sports come back first or will your voice well here's the funny thing about my voice it completely gave out during the enemy tech hockey series and uh but it's 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 made progress each day like when i did interviews after wednesday night's basketball game people could actually understand what i was saying so it's not a complete like disaster like saturday night was but you know, it's 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 like it's inching along. Like mm-hmm. I have a feeling like by next week's show I should be back to hundred percent. Well we're glad that you're here. You went through it anyway, and I tell you what, today of all days I really could use the Friday funny. So I'm glad you're along for that. We've got more fallout from the sports world at every level coming to a grinding halt all across the country. And uh, of course, uh, we got a new segment here that we're going to start introducing here during the hiatus uh, when we don't have sports to cover at the time, what have you. I do want to start, though, with uh, with the Westwood girls basketball team, because that's where, well, I shouldn't say that. I should say the emotion for me started Wednesday night on my drive back from Munising, and I'm hearing all these things happen in succession, news being broke on the radio every couple of minutes, it seemed like. And that's when I started really feeling the fear of what's going on, what's spreading through this country, and mostly because we don't know what we're fighting. And it's just, it's the fear of the unknown that got to me. That carried over to Thursday, and I felt a little bit of optimism, a little bit of hope and excitement because we were on our way. I traveled with the Westwood girls to, we were going to Sault Ste. Marie for their regional final basketball game, stop in Newberry for a shoot-around, and uh, we're sitting down for lunch in one of the conference rooms. I, I walk out, I start coach walked out first and then I eventually did. Everyone started making their way back to the bus. I asked coach, I Kirk Corcoran, I say, are we shooting around a little bit more? Or is, uh, we're getting set to shove off. And he just looks up at me deadpan and says, it's over. They have canceled the tournament. And I, I don't like to have a potty mouth Ryan, but I, I did in that moment because it was, I didn't think they'd hit the nuclear option like that. I said, 
unbleeping believable. And I, it's, he, uh, he told the girls and, uh, I tell you, this is hard for me and I, I apologize. I'm doing my darndest to get through it. Um, so we're getting back on the bus. The girls find out there's some quivering lips and watery eyes and parents are starting to catch up to us and some, you know, parents caravanning got there and there were hugs all around and I, we're getting back on the bus. Looks like we're about to leave and I'm sitting there and I see Maddie Kosky walking onto the bus in front of me and the seat in front of me, she's just loses it and just collapses into the seat. And I just, I can still hear them crying on the bus in my head and it has bothered me all day. It's like, it's, it's like when, uh, you have a song stuck in your head and I, that has been bothering me all day because you know what? I know it's basketball. I know it's a game. It's supposed to be trivial, but it's more than that. It affects so many more than those that are on the floor. And I just, when you put in 365 days a year for 10 years at a time for some of them, and all of it comes to a grinding halt, you played your last game and you didn't even know it. That just, it broke my heart for those girls and for their parents and everyone who's invested time into them. And it, I know how I was feeling and I know that everyone else is feeling a thousand times worse. But you know what? I've, I've, I've watched a few of these girls growing up. I've narrated their story for two years. I've been privileged to do that. And, and I've, I, you know, two years is a long time. I certainly won't pretend that I, I know them or have a relationship with them like their parents or coaches do, but it, it is tough when, you know, you, they become a big part of your life like that. And seeing that hurt, seeing that pain, it's, it's just still sticking with me. And I'm just, I'm ready to put this day, yesterday, and the coming weeks behind me here. I, I think that's the case for a lot of people. I mean, basically Wednesday was bad. Thursday got even worse. And I feel like today is more like a, everything's kind of sinking in in a yeah. way. Like, it was more so, it was like a state of shock Yeah. Wednesday and Thursday. And then I feel like it eventually gets into a, well, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. And that's a question for a lot of us, you know, athletes, coaches, administrators, people like myself, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, my, this is, you know, my job is to write about sports mm-hmm. and it's like, there's pretty much nothing going on right now mm-hmm. and it's not going to, like I said earlier, I mean, it's like, it's going to be at least a month before the pros start. Mm-hmm. You know, college has grinded to a halt. I mean, the Big Ten reversed course, you know, today, as I mentioned to you earlier, and said, we're not canceling the spring season, but we're just, they're doing what the MHSA did yesterday, and doing mm-hmm. a hitting the pause button. Right. We're going to revisit it, you know, in a week or two and see what the plan is. And I kind of like that option. I wish more people had done that instead of just, canceling everything Mm -hmm. and just say okay we're in a difficult situation let's look at our options let's rethink it and we'll come back to it and i wish more people had done that because then you know things change in a couple weeks and you can reevaluate stuff but i feel so many organizations just hit the panic button yesterday that it just now there's nothing right uh, it's 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 tough. I mean, it's like for me, I mean, it's nowhere near as bad as for the athletes that I cover and the coaches and all that stuff. But just from my perspective, it's like, 
what is there? Yeah. You know, you're now you're actively searching for stories instead of knowing what you're doing each day. You know, I was going to be at Nagani Munising tonight. Yep. Now I'm, last night I worked from home and was working on season recaps. Mm-hmm. To, you know, tonight I'll be doing a little more of that. It's like, it's it's a weird feeling. And I I haven't felt this way. And this is very unique. I mean, like, as I mentioned my column, my column, of course, this week's going to be about the whole situation mm-hmm. and how the sports world works. But, you know, there was a brief period of time that I mentioned where it was after 9-11. Yeah. Where... You know, everything shut down, the pros stopped, college stopped, everything. But you knew it was going to start again. Mm-hmm. It start, You know, the NFL postponed its season two weeks. The MLB postponed its season. Super Bowl got moved back. World Series got moved back. But we knew things were going to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. It may not, you know, the idea and the tragedy would in your mind, but you're going back to your everyday life. Here it's like, okay, when is it going to happen? Right. More than... It's just, it's odd. You know, and I I don't want to downplay the coronavirus. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. this, I'm not criticizing the MHSA. I'm, I'm, I get it. You know, they need to be better safe than sorry. I don't like how they went about it. I, I think they handled it poorly like a lot of leagues did. Like you said, hitting the, the nuclear button and just canceling everything. Uh, it was a domino effect because once one conference or one tournament got canceled, everyone else thought they had to, to, you know, save a little face uh, but not be that school or conference or league that's going to put their athletes in danger. Everybody decided to follow suit. Once the NBA set that trend, it was over for everybody else. And I just, it's what I want to make it through this here. So uh, uh, what I'm going to play for you next might be tough to do that. Uh, because when we were on the bus ride back, the girls asked if they could come on air and they could express how they were feeling. This was on the bus ride back uh, to Westwood High School from Newberry after we got the news. And I want to preface this by saying that I didn't shove a microphone in their face and try to get a story out of them, be the first to the scoop, and I would never do that. I'm doing this because they approach me because they want their voice, they want their story to be told. So I've got some audio for you from the, uh, from, uh, the bus ride home yesterday. The uh, four seniors, Maddie Kosky, Tessa Lease, Megan Johnson, and Carly Patron, I sat with uh, them and pieced together this as they kind of put their feelings into words. Knowing that we didn't even get a chance to, like, I mean, tonight we could have just played. And, like, knowing, even, like, knowing it would have been our last game, like, just playing would have, like, we would have played really hard together for the last time. And I'm, it's my last, it's my last I'm not gonna be able to play anymore. Like this is my last. This, this is my last everything, and I. <laughs> my heart aches so much. Like we put our lives in, into this, and like this was supposed to be our year. Like I feel like something was ripped out of my heart. <laughs> I can't even describe it like um, this was supposed to be our year and like knowing I can never play with these girls ever again like it literally just tears me apart. <laughs> I have no I have no words other than I'm just devastated right now. <laughs> I can never play with these girls ever again and that breaks my heart because I love them all so much. <laughs> my best friends. 
It's very disappointing because it's not in our control and we can't do anything about it. We don't really have a say in what happens and it really sucks that like we don't we don't know like what could have been. We'll never know what it could have been. Like maybe we would have lost, but at least we would have lost and like known what happened. Now like you know, we don't know if we would win a state championship or not and that's what really really sucks because we can't eat, it's not in our control we can't we can't do anything about it now so it's just really hard to accept the fact that this is my last time playing with like my best friends my family like it breaks my heart the unknown that's that's the worst part of it if they would have told us, play one more game, tonight's your last game, win a regional for our last game, I'll take it. It's better than, it's better than this. This is horrible. We'll never know now. I'm just hoping we get a call on Monday saying it's not over. We're going to, we're going to finish it after spring break. After, after this goes by, we'll finish it. But I don't think they will. If you looked at us, like, you wouldn't realize how close we are or how comfortable we are with each other. And we, yes. Yeah, we're all related. <laughs> so, and you know, there's fights and arguments, but we all we all love each other. We fight like sisters, but we love like sisters. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's kind of depressing, but I just have to get it off my chest. Um, it's sad knowing that um, Tuesday was my last ever basketball game playing with the girls and like. <laughs> That was my last time ever suiting up in a Patriots jersey and running out to warm-ups in front of our fan base, in front of my parents, in front of my coach. Like, I didn't even know that that was going to be my last time playing, and, like, I, I didn't get to take a mental picture. Like, just soak it all in. And now I can never do that ever in my life again. And, like, I hope no one else has to feel like this and the next years like this is such a mistake it should not be like this like how can someone just have that much control over like all of these people it's just mind-blowing like it's heart-wrenching if you're listening we're playing our let's play our game behind mhsa's back like oh, okay. <laughs> no, let's, I'm it doesn't matter we should just finish the finish the tournament ourselves <laughs> I was glad that we were able to get that last part out of them. I loved that from Matty Koski, Charlevoix. If you're listening, let's play it anyway. Go meet up at Koski Courts. But that was hard. I, and I know it was hard for a lot of people to listen to. And it's it's more than basketball. And uh, you just see the work they put in and the the love that they have for each other. And it's just, I, I'm proud to be part of that program. I feel for them. And you know, I feel for all the teams that have that opportunity. I've uh, taken away from them. The Nagani boys, I think, were posed for, uh, poised for a deep run. Iron Mountain, they te- they could have been denied two state championships because of freak occurrences. Uh, Marquette and Calumet Hockey, I just, I feel for everyone who had their dreams cut short like this. And I'm not criticizing the MHSA for the decision they made. I'm certainly going to criticize them for how they handled it because either something changed in that four-hour time span from 10 a.m. when they say the game's on with limited spectators to 2 o'clock when they said everything's off. Either something changed they're not telling us, and then later that night, uh, Gretchen Whitmer closes all schools for the next three weeks, or this was just a uh, PR stunt to save face because every other league was doing it 
they had to do it. And you know what? I'm not, this is the other thing. I want to stress this. I'm not saying we're not dealing with something serious like the uh, COVID-19. I'm not saying that's not a serious issue, what have you. You can appreciate the gravity of a situation and be disappointed. I mean, it can still suck. You can understand what you're dealing with, and that doesn't take any more of the pain away. That doesn't ease the pain of what's going on. No, it uh, it's a serious thing that's going on. It's kind of in a... In a it, I wasn't around for the Spanish flu epidemic no. in 1918. Not many of us were. Yeah, but you know, it's like this is unheard of, and we're all just trying to figure it out. But it's okay to be upset with your season ending. It's okay to be wondering what if. It's to feel angry, to feel frustrated, to feel sad and disappointed. It's just... Everybody's trying to come to grips with it, and it's, it's like I said earlier, it's a weird feeling. And um, is there a chance, maybe minor, yeah. that this might happen? Probably very slim. But, but they did hit pause. You know, I and think that, that gives a, a slight glimmer of I, hope. I don't know if that's a good thing, though, with this yeah. team. I mean, Kirk Corcoran said to me yesterday off the mic, I mean, not off the record, but off the mic, he would rather, you know, and I think he did say this to Jake Durant, too, at Local 3, and that he would rather they just call it now instead of getting their hopes back up and crushing it again and having what happened. And elsewhere, I, I talked to Bucky Johnson last night, head coach at Iron Mountain. He gave me a call, and he said they are still holding on to hope. They still do hope that this will resume. I I don't know anymore. I really don't know what to predict or what to expect anymore. I think you have to hold out at least some hope because they give you that a little bit. I probably don't see it happening. Yeah. But at least there's a chance. I mean, like I said, they made the right decision in the fact that they hit pause right. instead of just, you know, completely canceling everything and doing what some states have done. It's they're going to reevaluate it. Now we're going to see what happens. And I feel like that was the right thing to do. I agree with you. They didn't handle it very well mm. and how they went from the yesterday morning being okay we're just going to limit spectators yep. to all of a sudden now we're not playing mm-hmm. that was a terrible way of going about it but i do think they made the right decision and just we're going to wait and see and if it happens it happens if it doesn't i don't think that'll surprise anybody but you know just there's something to hope for you know right. there's and as of right now spring sports are still on they're postponed because of the whole school cancellation thing mm-hmm. that happened last night but there's still that so maybe there's something you can build on that maybe if basketball and hockey ends you can put all your support into spring sports you'll get a lot of people to show up for spring sports mm-hmm. events and you can say you know we may have lost this but let's put our hearts into this for now and give these kids support and stuff like that so I'm hoping that'll still happen, and uh, but it's just a you just don't know right no, now. No, it's just something that we've never dealt with before. And I tell you what, we are well past needing to take our first break. We'll do so now. More of the coronavirus fallout next here at ESPN UP. Check out the UP's local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at four on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. 
Tanner Hoops, Ryan Steig with you here in the sports pen where normally our meteorologists don't switch off mid-sentence. I don't know what happened there. And here, contrary to popular belief, Ryan, I've never met either of those people or any of the meteorologists on here. They don't work here. We don't have a meteorology team, but they're kind enough to send us what they have. I don't know why they tag team their uh, mid-sentence, but whatever. Nothing surprises me Somebody had a coughing fit and be like, Bob, take over for me or something? I don't know. I believe his name is Ray. Oh, Ray sorry. Miller. I'm sorry. I, was, I wasn't I uh, was <laughs> focusing that diligently on it, but it's just that was a unique thing. So. I tell you what, more fallout from the coronavirus outbreak. Plus, I've got a new segment coming up in the Friday Funny still to come with Ryan. Uh, the XFL was one of the leagues that, of course, has hit the pause button. And you know what? I know you're not a big XFL guy, but they did look like they were built to last, or at least they were going to be here. And just like the AEF, they don't make it through one season. I don't know if they're going to resume. I guess I would assume not. Uh, but again, we don't know anything anymore. Um, but what a blow for a league that looked like they did actually have something sustainable. It was. It, it's an interest. It's an interesting league. I know that I've, I've said I'm not the biggest fan of it, but it's you know a lot of people are interested in it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it was a chance to watch football after you know the main football was over, and uh, if that was still your sport, you could embrace that. And it's is this the death knell for the league? You could possibly make the case that it is, because mm-hmm. if you're not even able to f- finish the season, how are you going to resume? Because the earliest they could, if they they're a spring football league. Mm-hmm. Are they going to just start in the summer, or are you know, gonna... they compete with his baseball? Yeah. Well, unless the NBA and the yeah, NHL pick yeah, up, then yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, they're going in the NBA and the NHL are going to resume. I mean, that's a thing. I mean, some people are worried about that, but they're going to be back. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like they're doing a pause situation too. But the XFL, it's like, are you going to wait until the following spring? Because right. if you do. You can't afford it. I mean, mm-hmm. even no matter how much money Vince McMahon's pumping into it, you know, it's just, it's kind of a loss for them, which is disappointing because it looked like they had, like you said, they had a product that could have gone somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you know, the United Football League, that was going to be a bust. Yeah. And all these other ones. And the first XFL was a joke. Yes. But they decided they're just going to do football. They're not going to create wacky rules and injure players and, do a bunch of crazy stuff they just said we're just gonna have another football league and there's a lot of people got behind it i mean Mm -hmm. st louis was having insane crowds and it was it was interesting to see and i was wondering if it was gonna last past year but i just don't see it happening at this point pj walker on his way to mvp and houston was on their way to the first xfl championship they were five and oh at the midway point you think how this could affect some teams like in the nhl the nba you know they're there are some uh, that are just cash-strapped franchises that rely on that income throughout the season. And if this is going to force somebody's hand, and I heard Will Kane right before we came on the air here, he talked about the 1994 Montreal Expos. They were 74 and 40 before the strike happened. They were the best record, or they had the best record in baseball. They were so cash-strapped because of that strike. They were already, and then they didn't have that income they were counting on. They had to get rid of four of their key players, and just and they never really recovered, and they never did financially. Uh, neither did they from a performance standpoint. And you think about what NBA or NHL teams are gonna. What'd you drop there? Is that the headphones? Oh, that's fell your on headphone. Me. Yeah, headphones <laughs> fell on me for a second. Um, but no, you think about which NBA or NHL team is gonna come back from this financially weaker. 
And it's it's like if the Rays were in season, I don't I don't know if they could afford it. They might have to move if this happened during the Major League Baseball season. They might end up being the Montreal Rays, or at least the Tampa Montreal Rays, something like that. But I'll give you an example: the Miami Heat, because the ownership group—they've been a very good ownership group. Um, the same group that owns them also owns a cruise line, and they're getting hammered. But that way, right? They are losing so much money. There's speculation: could the Miami Heat get sold? And that's what I'm I'm wondering is how this affects teams in in small markets that are trying to compensate as we get into the second half of the year. On a side note, do you think anybody really has any desire to be on a cruise line ship anymore? I I, I went to college with somebody that's <laughs> posting pictures right now on a cruise. I'm like. Do you not watch the news? What do you do not know what's going on? Yeah, I had never any desire to go on a cruise, and now I definitely don't have any desire. No cruise ships, and it's not going to be once this goes away or is eradicated. I mean, this is there's going to be a stigma about cruises for a long time, and it's yeah. And uh, but getting back to the sports part of it, Mm -hmm. um, I the Expos were an interesting situation because they were by far the best team in baseball. I mean, they were other good teams, Mm -hmm. but. They were predicted to win the World Series. Yeah. They were playing that well, and they were never the same after that. Mm-hmm. And you make the case that baseball maybe has never been the same after mm-hmm. that. And it's you wonder how it's going to play out for some teams because small market teams, like if you look at baseball, you have Tampa, you have Oakland, you have you know Pittsburgh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you wonder how that's going to happen. You look at you know the NHL. Florida Panthers, Arizona Coyotes, who yep. can't draw crowds, no. and are always on the, are they going to move? Exactly. Are, are they going to fold? That kind of a thing. So, And then you have NBA teams, like you mentioned, Miami. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just about the only league that seems to be happy right now is maybe the NFL. Yeah, because, because nothing's disrupted for them. They're going about their business with free agency. You see the Vikings cut Xavier Rhodes today? I did. I, I love that guy personally, but... Uh, it was the right move. Yes, it was. It was, it was uh, he didn't have his legs anymore, and he was getting burned too badly. But, but the NFL is continuing business as usual. They pushed back a meeting. Yeah. yeah that, that's the extent of what the NFL has had to that's do. That's it. And, and free agency will officially start Monday, and the league's new year starts Wednesday at 4 when right. we hit the year. And the draft is on the schedule. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the NFL is fine. No. I mean, their season ended, like, just in time before mm-hmm. this happened. So... The most powerful league in the in the country is obviously the most stable one. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's weird how that shook out, but uh, in a, in in a weird way, the NFL, which dominates headlines pretty much throughout the year, is going to be what sustains everybody <laughs> at least until baseball starts. It's kind of bizarre. But, uh, I, I yeah. tell you what, um, if. We, for some reason, do not get NBA back, and I do believe we'll get NBA back. It just might be a month or a little bit longer. If, for whatever reason, it did not play out, and you're curious as to how it does, are you familiar with Twitch, where you can stream your video game? Devin Booker, star player for the Phoenix Suns, is playing out the Suns' schedule on NBA 2K, and he's live-streaming every game via Twitch. So if you're curious, if you want to watch the Phoenix Suns play like nobody I know, then there you go, Devin Booker. Sign up for his Twitch. And uh, Tim Burke, who used to work for Deadspin, uh, he simulated the Celtics-Bucks game from last <laughs> night on Sega Genesis, which I thought was hilarious. But you gotta, 
you wonder what's going to be what I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, to fill space, some of my columns, I make a what would have happened kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You know, we'll see how people respond to it. But, you know, eventually you just run out of topics. But uh, um, it's it's weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've said it so many times in the show, but it is. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to write about. You don't know what to talk about. You don't know what's going to happen with various leagues. Like, you know, like I said, I think the NBA is going to be back. You know, I'll give it a month, maybe a month and a half. I mm-hmm. think they'll come back. I guess I think the NHL will come back f- first before them just because the, NH- the NBA had the corona outbreak, whereas mm-hmm. really wasn't. The NHL was more about, okay, they did it, now we're going to do it kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, and Batman has already said, like, we're doing everything and we can to do yeah. the Stanley Cup this year. So I think like, they're more gung-ho about it right now in the NBA. So I think NHL will come back first. And I'm hoping by the end of April we'll feel a sense of, I guess, somewhat normalcy I hope again. So. Yeah. I, I hope so. Yeah, because these next few weeks, I would say minimum three are going to be really rough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I sent a tweet last night. It's the first time in a long time where I'm working from home. I'm working on some season recaps and feature stories, stuff like that. And I turn on the TV just to see what's on. There's no baseball. There's no basketball. There's Mm -hmm. no hockey. There's nothing. I mean, if you wanted to watch the NFL Network and a bunch of games Mm -hmm. that happened in the past, or, you know, you know. I mean, the mass Singer is doing well right now, and those are all pre-taped. By the way, this week we got Sarah Palin rapping Baby Got Back in a bear costume. That's how the mass Singer is doing. That's where we are at That's right where now. we're at. <laughs> Sarah Palin, who almost, not really, they weren't close, but she kind of was almost our vice president. My, minor celebrity, basically. Basically rapping Baby Got Back in a bear costume. And I imagine that rap wasn't exactly that impressive. I don't know. I don't know. That Sarah Palin rap from Saturday Night Live, I mean, I know Tina Fey nailed it. I feel like Sarah Palin could nail it. Yeah. I. Uh, and then, but we're going to be watching a lot of Netflix. Yeah. I'm probably going to start watching ESPN 30 for 30s yeah. again that I haven't watched in a long time. Um, I know this has been a joke that's been going on for you know the last few days, but the 30 for 30 on this mm. would be insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I said, you know, that 1994 one has nothing on this. No. Like, everything shut down completely. I mean, it's like, as interesting as that doc went, this is going to be... It was like that, like the OJ in America thing. It was mm-hmm. like a five-part saga. Basically. This will probably be a five-part <laughs> 30 for 30. So it's, I mean... I, if I sound like I'm making light because I'm laughing, it's like you got to find something, you know, to talk about and maybe positive that can make people smile. And that's why I got the funny funnies to end the show. Um, I don't know if they're going to be gut-busting or anything like that, but I'm hoping that will We need those. Yeah, We need those this week. You know? Last thing here before we go to break, the NCAA announced today that all spring sport athletes, as far as seniors, because their years cut short as right as really baseball, softball, and all that was getting started, seniors will have an extra year of eligibility. Now the question is, will you extend that to winter sport athletes? Because you have guys like, you know, I'll give you an example, Obi Toppin from Dayton. I mean, Dayton was a legit title contender this year, and Obi Toppin's going to the NBA. They're not going to be title contenders again next year. 
Uh, you think about guys that could have made it to the Frozen Four this year. I mean, Duluth has got a great team with a chance to three-peat, and I was planning to go to that. I had my media credentials all set for that, and that's been wiped out. And you wonder if that same courtesy is going to get extended to winter sport athletes, where their seniors can have an extra year. Here are the only two problems with that, because it seems like a no-brainer, and I, I do want that to happen. If the choice is available and they they decide they want that, Sure, absolutely. I'd, I'd like that for them. The complications will be, uh, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday who's got a friend who plays baseball for the Hawkeyes. He is already a fifth-year senior. I mean, does he's not playing professionally. Does he want to move on with his life and just get it started? Or does he want that last year of playing college baseball and put the rest of his life on hold? And then the other aspect of it is, if you give, if you compensate the seniors and give them one extra year. What do you do with the underclassmen? Do they get an extra year too, or do they just go about as normal? Yeah. Do you add more scholarships for one season? Right. Yeah. Um, and if you do winter sports, do you just give them to some teams? Yeah. Yeah. Do you pick and choose? Mm-hmm. Oh, like in college hockey, while Bowling Green was still playing, they can have an extra year of eligibility. Or are you going to give it to every winter sports? Right. It's so it's. The NCAA already had another big decision. Now they have even more to make. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be – that's not an easy decision. No. And uh, I don't I don't envy the decision makers no. right now. It's uh, uh, So much has changed in just the span of just 48 hours. It's like now you got to think about next season. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do now? And uh, most people don't start thinking about next season until the first season no. is over. So, yeah. Tanner, Tanner Hoops, Ryan Steed with you here in the sports pen. Just across the bottom of the hour, let's take our next time out. We've got a new segment we're introducing, and get used to it here while the uh, sports hiatus continues. Next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Steeg with you Friday afternoon. Glad to have you along as always. Here's your Sports Center update. The 2020 Boston Marathon has been postponed and rescheduled for September 14th in wake of the coronavirus outbreak. Also related, the Masters at Augusta, originally scheduled for next month, has been postponed. No makeup date at this time. And finally, Chipotle has announced that starting Monday, they will be offering free delivery for the rest of March. The order will come in as special Temper evident packaging seal. Users must order through the Chipotle mobile app or spend at least $10 to qualify. You don't feel like leaving your home or even if you're quarantined in, God forbid. Hopefully we're not getting to that point. Chipotle's coming to you. There you go. In a special box that's sealed, packed, what have you. It's like a Meals on Wheels kind of thing. In in a way. In a way it is. It's like a, I don't know, some kind of weird outbreak thing. Either or. Uh, This is what we're going to start doing here, Ryan. Um, Content, as we all know, is going to be a little bit few and far between. So this is what I'd like to introduce here to the sports pen. And maybe it's going to fall flat here. I don't know. We're we're testing it out on you. Um, I have got with me this leprechaun hat. It is is a green leprechaun hat with gold shamrocks all over it. I thought it was festive with St. Patrick's Day next week. Did you wear it at Notre Dame? I, I wear it on St. Patrick's <laughs> Day when I go to Kildare's, yeah. Okay. Um, but I tell you what, so this is our hat of content. You know, maybe once we get away from, from St. Patrick's Day, we'll go with an, a regular hat. Inside, I've got all these little uh, pieces of paper. They all have got a number on it. The number corresponds to a list of questions that I have. I'll pose the question to you. You give me your take, I'll give you mine, I'll tell you why mine is right and yours is wrong, what have you. 
I'd, uh, we've got many talented friends of the show, and you know what? we we got to talk about something as long as sports are on a hiatus. So, Ryan, without looking, pick a number out of the hat of content, our leprechaun hat. And what number did you get? I'm assuming this is a six. Um, it's it, the, the thing on the bottom has got to be... It's got a line. Okay, the line is at the bottom. So, yeah, that's a six. I, I thought okay. the same thing. As yeah, I, yeah. I saw those two in the hat. I pulled one out like at random. I was like, I should probably do something. Puts, to, yeah. Because the six and the nine look alike. All right. So, question number six. How many Major League Soccer franchises can you name? Mm. I don't even know how many teams there are. Uh... I do know a few of them. There's Minnesota. There's United. the Minnesota Loons. Yep. Uh, there's the LA Galaxy. There's DC United. Yep. The Columbus Crew. There's um, Dallas FC. Or and then there's Houston. The Dynamos, I think. Yeah, you have the Toronto FC. Yep. Yep. You've got Seattle's got a team. The Sounders. The Sounders. Do you still have the Portland Timbers. Yes, you do. I believe. Yes. Um, does New England still have the Revolution? I don't know if they do. Uh, Chicago? Do they have a team? I thought they did. I thought they did too. Does Kansas City still have one? I believe Sporting KC. I <laughs> yeah. think they're still at the Real Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake. That's a good yeah. one. Um, I think Miami has a new team, and they were set to debut, and now Major League <laughs> Soccer's been pushed back a month. I think Seattle just got a team, but they haven't played a game yet. Well, they're the Sounders, so they've been playing. Oh, I'm sorry. I, said, I meant Miami. Miami, yeah. Miami. Uh, How did I get Seattle in Miami? <laughs> well, we briefly mentioned them, so right. yeah, so... Um, those are the ones off the top of my head. I, I'm sure there's more. There's a lot more soccer teams than people think mm-hmm. in that league. Like I remember when the MLS was created, there were like eight. Yeah. Now it's like sixteen, close to twenty. It's like, <laughs> so the the league skyrocketed, and um, Minnesota's soccer team is like wildly popular. They are. Um. So, is there one in Detroit? Do they have were they, they thinking about making one? I don't know if they were. I don't follow the MLS. I I, I do slightly no. because I I like follow the loons and stuff like that. So I try to keep an eye on it, but it's like perhaps I should put more effort into it because it's going to be the first league that comes back. I think Atlanta's got a team. I think they're yeah. actually a pretty good team. Yeah. So at, those are the ones I can remember. I remember the Colorado Rapids. They still exist. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, but I do remember them. I don't know if they're still around though. Hmm. I'm just trying to think of big cities. I mean, I don't think uh, Chicago Fire. That's it. That's the the fire. Uh, I don't believe Cleveland has one because Columbus has one. Yeah. And wasn't Columbus, like, debating about moving for a stretch? That I don't know. Yeah, like, there was a movement for the fans to prevent the move and uh, keep the crew in town. Oh, man. Okay, so how many did we get here? we got to count them up. We have Seattle, Portland, L.A., Real Salt Lake. Potentially Colorado. Uh, potentially Colorado. So four and a half. Houston. Houston. Dallas. Uh, Dallas. Minnesota. Kansas City. Kansas City. That's nine, I think. Columbus. Columbus. Chicago. Chicago. Does New York have one? Yeah. The Red Bulls. There we go. The Red Bulls. <laughs> so is that 12? Yeah. Um, D.C. United. D.C. United. Miami. But- Potentially Boston. Where I thought they have one. I can't remember what mm. the official name is. If, if it's not the Revolution, I don't know. Um, but hey, that's that's potentially sixteen teams. That's better than I thought we'd get. Yeah. yeah. So we have, we have soccer knowledge. Oh, in Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah and, so uh, so and we then, have soccer knowledge on the show. Yeah, now. yeah. So soccer fans out there, we do know what we're remotely talking about. <laughs> so yeah, it's. Um, 
that was an interesting that was an interesting bit. I uh, I had to refresh my memory and because rem- I used to love the MLS yeah. when it was a small league, but it's like and then there was that stretch where you run it was going to fold, mm-hmm. and uh, but now it's more popular than ever. So that's nice to see because there's always been the stereotype that Americans will never embrace soccer. No, and it's part- growing here. Yeah, part of it is probably true. It's never going to be football. It's never going to be baseball. But mm-hmm. there's a very rabid soccer fan base in this country, mm-hmm. and it's starting to grow, and it's cool to see. You want to do one more for the Friday Funnies? Why not? All right, let's sneak in it's, one it's, more. It's the first time we're doing this. Yeah, we'll do two. We'll break it in with a double header. What number do you have there, Ryan? One. You have number one, and question number one on our list of questions, how many XFL head coaches can you name? And Ryan said false. <laughs> no, that's just... Yeah, I got I got that. I know I can do six. Okay. I know, I know there's Pep Hamilton, June Jones. That was gonna be mine. Um the guy who used to coach the Giants, uh Jim Kevin Kevin Gilbride. Kevin Gilbride, yeah. Uh who are you gonna say? For a brief second I was gonna say Jim Fassel, but I remember that was more of a United football league thing. Bob Stoops. Um all right, so we have Bob Stoops, we have June Jones, uh trying to think. Pep Hamilton is one, uh Mark Tressman is another. Yep. Uh, Kevin Gilbride, who was the sixth? I knew I could get. I knew I could get one more. Um, shoot, I'm trying to think of the teams off the top of my head here. You were asking the wrong guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can do. I can do soccer. I can't. How many teams the, do you know in the XFL? Uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. Mm-hmm. I know there's. This is not the question that I should have gotten. <laughs> I picked the wrong number. Let's see. June Jones, Pep Hamilton, Kevin Gilbride, Mark Tressman, Bob Stoops. Oh, boy. This is, I think, Norm Chow's an assistant coach. Man, who am I missing here, Ryan? This is going to bother me. <laughs> I've got five. I know I can get six. I know I'm not going to get all eight. Yeah. I, I don't know who coaches Seattle, I don't think. I don't know who coaches St. Louis. Trying to think what the last team is. I've got New York. I got DC. Chicago doesn't have a team. Chicago, and they should. Yeah, that's a big enough market. LA, LA. Oh, yep, there it is. Winston Moss. There you go. All right, the former Packer head coach. I contributed. (laughs) Ryan contributed, and shoot, we uh, we broke out our hat of content here in the sports panel. Let's take our last time out. Friday Funnies next on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you missed any of today's show, it's available on demand with The Sports Pen podcast. That includes the audio from the Westwood girls basketball team on the bus ride home from Newberry. And again, they asked for their story to be told to get their voices heard out there. And shoot, I just, it's Really compelling stuff, yeah. and you know it's uh, it's available on demand at our website espnup.com and online with our app. We end every week with the Friday Funnies, Ryan. I know I do. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people need the Friday Funnies more than ever this week. What do you got? Well, were you ever an InSync fan? I'm guessing no, no, no. Okay, not at all. Well, InSync reference here when uh, Charles Barkley and Draymond Green's little feud that is entertaining, mm-hmm. very much so. Barkley compared Draymond Green said he's the least important guy in a boy band who doesn't realize he's standing next to Justin Timberlake. Now that's gonna hurt for the other members of InSync mm-hmm. who at one point were pretty popular mm-hmm. and now they're an afterthought in the mind of Charles Barkley. Ouch, sad. By the way, he's in self quarantine right now. Yeah. So 
he's in rough shape. How about I mean, that? Chuck Barkley. I'm, this is probably a sad thing for me, but I actually can name the members of NSYNC. <laughs> Do it right now. Uh, okay. Um, Timberlake, of course. Yep. J.C. Chazé, mm-hmm. Chris Kirkpatrick, Joy Fatone, and Lance Bass. Yes, I feel sad just the fact that I know this. You absolutely should feel sad. Yeah, but... Uh, you know, I would. I went to school in the late nineties. It was like that was like the thing for like two years. That's what everybody was into. At least all the girls in my high school. Mm. So it was like, you know, it's Why like not? you had to know at least something about the band. Everybody so. has that guilty pleasure musically that you you like, even though it's against the stereotype to do so. For me, it's Taylor Swift. Big time Swifty. Get made fun of it all the time. I can see it. Yeah. Jake Peralta on Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a big Taylor <laughs> Swift fan. So, yeah. He, 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 but uh, that's got to hurt for those four members. Just yeah. be like, hey, it's bad enough we're forgotten already, but now we're being so insulted <laughs> by Charles Barkley. Ouch. Um, I, everybody knows I'm a huge Jeopardy fan. Mm-hmm. I watch it constantly. Um, I've auditioned to be – I've put in the test to be on the show. Is that right? Yeah, I've done it a couple times. I'm – just recently did the last one, so I'm still waiting to hear back. Maybe there's a miracle that'll happen there. Um, but um, they did a football category. Everybody knows the hilarious 2018 version where nobody answered a single question, <laughs> had no idea. So Trebek goes in, he's like, we're going to try this again. Hopefully it'll work better this time. And it did. Mm-hmm. There were actually a couple people who got questions right. Mm-hmm. But the category is funny because it was – Football referee signals, mm. and Trebek had to demonstrate them. They say it would give a clue, and he would go, okay, what does this mean? And he'd signal like holding mm. or a false start. And they got the main ones. Mm. They got the ones that everybody knows. But then there were the obscure ones that people didn't get. Um, I had brief. I. I, the first time he did it, I had a blank because, like, I forgot what too many men on the field was because mm. it's like, it's a rarely called penalty, so I had to think for a second. I got it eventually after, like, a couple seconds, but I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually what the signal is. But Trebek had the time of his life, basically, because whenever he gets to act, he loves to have fun with it. And my favorite part of it is if people are struggling with the category, Trebek gets annoyed, and he basically, like, is like, no, that's not it. He is a treasure. He, he, I, I'm hoping he lasts as long as he can. I yep. mean, he's not... I mean, he's in rough shape, but he, he's a fighter. He's a fighter. He's going to do it, he said, as long as he's able to. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping he does. Um, the Braves made fun of the Astros. This is going to be an all-season-long team. But the Astros take to field against the Braves in spring training. And the Braves blast ace of bases, <laughs> the sign. I saw the sign. And it opened my eyes. I saw the sign. I thought that was funny. It's one of my wife's favorite songs. So it's... Uh, yeah, it was, it was. I mean, it's going to go all year. I mean, yeah, Major League Baseball's mm-hmm. pushed back their season, but it's not like the Astros stigma is going to go away. No. It's going to be wherever they go. Some guy even simulated an MLB game where he hit every Astros batter <laughs> the first time they came through the lineup. I, that's not going to happen in a real game, but no. I wouldn't be surprised the first guy at the plate gets drilled. That will be the least coveted job across the country is their leadoff man on opening day. They'll switch it, mm. you know, every day. Every day they'll have a new leadoff. Doesn't matter who. Like, just call up some minor leaguer, put him in there, and then send him right back down. Yeah, exactly. Um, so here's a fun little stat. I've 
people are wanting so badly to avoid their families in the holidays mm-hmm. that they the SI released NBA games, the top 12, 12 watched NBA games, three of them were on Christmas. Mm. So on Christmas Day, a grand chunk of the country was watching <laughs> NBA basketball and interacting with their loved ones, which I can understand. Holidays can be stressful. Mm. But to have that many people do it on Christmas Day kind of says something, doesn't sorry, it? Sorry, Mom. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't go to Grandma's this, this year. I'm going to watch the NBA. Or, sorry, honey, we're not going to see your parents this year. We're going out to the Staples Center. Yeah. I mean, Lakers Clippers. I mean, the Warriors game, mm-hmm. which is funny because the Warriors are so bad. Yep. I can't believe that many people watch the game. But, yeah, it's uh, three of the top 12 were on Christmas. And that's like the NBA's thing. They took over Christmas Day, NHL is the Winter Classic on New Year's, mm-hmm. um, NFL is Thanksgiving, of course. So yeah. everybody has like their own little day, um, and that's the NBA. Baseball's NBA's got 4th of July for very Major much League so. Baseball. Yeah, 4th of July for baseball. And then the day after the Ulster game is often called the slowest sports day of the year. <laughs> um, so, But right now it is, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, then you got the Colorado Avalanche gave Larry Walker – a chance to serve as the honorary emergency backup goalie. Uh, Larry Walker is a Canadian. His dream was to play an NHL goalie. He even tells tales where he traveled long ways to do amateur tryouts just so he could play, and he kept getting cut and cut, and baseball was his fallback option. Now he's a Hall of Famer, Mm -hmm. so it worked out well for him. But, you know, he played a long time for the Rockies. The Avalanche were like, okay, for one game, you can be the emergency backup goalie. And, Fortunately, he didn't make it into the game, mm. but that was a fun little moment for him. Um, like a, a couple of weeks ago, I wrote about the David Ayers situation, who at the time, just to go back, was sitting in the upper deck eating a Reuben sandwich <laughs> with his wife when they texted him. It's like, okay, first guy went down. You need to come down and start at least getting your gear on. Mm. And then he's in there just strapping on his pads, and they're like, okay, now you're in the game. But the fact that they brought up that he was eating a Reuben sandwich in the upper deck, that's that's my favorite part of that story. Um, Ravens tight end Hayden Hurst was scammed out of equipment by a man pretending to be Tim Lincecum on Twitter. Yeah, so always check Twitter. I've been guilty about this. I try really hard not to get scammed mm-hmm. on Twitter by fake accounts. You know, Sports Talk Barry yep. does this all the time. That's only happened to me once where he's gotten me. <laughs> I am always make sure to check who it is yep. from that point on. But, you know, the guy was verified. People mm-hmm. on Mac, I think, blue check, Mart, that's who it is. Yep. Well, he was pretending to be Tim Linscombe, got Hayden Hurst, and apparently a bunch of other athletes to send him jerseys, signed jerseys for a charter auction. He put them on sale online. His agent called Hurst. Hurst called the cops. The guy was arrested for it. But just Tim Linscombe has not been active on Twitter since 2012. He's barely been active in baseball since 2012. Like, he's going to be one of the most remembered pitchers for a stint that he was really good for like three years mm-hmm. like Dontrell Willis almost yes, yeah exactly it, so he's that's what he's gonna be remembered for but just a reminder if you're on Twitter you're gonna retweet stuff I've gotten caught a couple times always make sure it's the account because there's so many folk wo- fake Woj accounts 
out there, you know, trying to be Adrian, trying to be Ian Rappaport, trying to be all those. So I just, I always, whenever I see something, I immediately check to see who it is. If he's trying to scam somebody, and you would you pick someone with more clout than Tim Lincecum? You'd think. Or would that be too suspicious? And maybe Tim Lincecum is the right mix of, like, obscure but still has clout? Yeah. In a way, I mean, you'd have to get someone who people remember, mm-hmm. but not enough where you're like, People know it's fake. Right. So, like, Tim Willis. And he's got credibility, too. I mean, like, everyone knows who Nathan Peterman is, but if he asked you for stuff, I mean, would you want to donate to Nathan, Nathan Peterman? <laughs> it's like, I I don't know. Put that on the poll, Guillermo. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there's a there's a question. That's a good one. A That's a good one for the hat of content. Um, I'm going to end it with this. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily funny, but... The SB Nation did a gigantic mascot analysis of all the mascots in this country, and they came to some fun conclusions. Um, Michigan's most common college mascot is the assorted humans category, which is, you know, various... Oh, you mean high schools? No, no, college. Oh, colleges, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wisconsin is birds, Minnesota is various mammals, Hmm. and Indiana is cats, and it's just... It's an interesting analysis. Lions are most common in big cities. Okay. Tigers dominate the southeast. Cougars are in the middle of the country. And wildcats, of course, are everywhere because you can print on whatever it is. Um, 41% of dog mascots are bulldogs, and the rest are, seem to be focusing on wolves. Hmm. There's This is fascinating. I, I can't believe <laughs> I haven't seen this. Yeah. So um, cowboys and cowgirls, obviously West Mississippi. Upper Midwest, there's loggers mm. and lumberjacks. There's an entire category devoted to sword guys. There's soldiers <laughs> that have swords, you know, Spartans, Trojans, all that stuff. Mm. Um, there's the weather map, which is all the weather elements like storm <laughs> and lightning and thunder. There's And then there's the obscure creatures like dragons. and di- The University of Calgary's mascot is a dinosaur. Is that right? They're the dinos. How about that? Yeah. So they made this big list of their funniest, most obscure mascots. Kojiba Community College made the list for the Sampsons. You have... The Penman. Southern New Hampshire University is the Penman. The Penman. Yes. Guys who sign stuff? I, I don't know. It, uh, but isn't that the most SNHU thing What is ever? a Penman? Yeah. So um, there's the Artichokes, the Gila Monsters, the, the Nanooks made the list. I love the Banana Slugs, um, I, uh, the Manatees, uh, there's the Gorillas out of Pitt State, the Raging Cajuns. Um, see the Delta Devils, the Eutectics, the Gorlocks, the, uh, the Gothic Knights. I mean, there's just, I love obscure nicknames. Absolutely. I know this is maybe not a funny segment, but it's fun in its own way because there's so many blonde mascots that everybody is but there's always one school be like we're gonna go completely off the wall and come up with something that is uniquely us and it's the fact that Gojima made the list is really funny with its Samson's thing. There's a downstate high school boys team that I saw, I was reading on they were a favorite to win I think the division two title their nickname is the Martians. Nice. That'd be kind of fun. The Cuyahoga Community College is the Triceratops. <laughs> Throw that one in there with dinos was, and raptors. I mean, the University of Alberta, their women's team is the pandas. Oh, jeez. 
I mean, it's it's just it's fun, and I love obscure stuff and do stuff that's unique. And I hope that more colleges and new colleges, you know, and high schools, if they're going to change their mascot, like let's say if a local high school wants to just change it. Mm. Go unique. Yeah. Go really make it towards your school, not just what some generic animal. I know it's a whole with. issue, but that could be a real possibility right here in Marquette. Yeah. So if you're going to go that route, do something weird. You know? Do something weird. The Marquette Martians. Yeah. Just something that's unique where you can really put your name on the map. Not only are you a good team, but people know like around the country what your team is. By the way, I Googled what a penman was, and the definition says... A person who's skilled or professionally engaged in writing by hand, typically as a clerk or on behalf of others. That is the most SNHU thing. (laughs) Or you think it'd be a guy working on his computer because they are so emphasizing online classes. So there you go. Tell you what, Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you as we hit the 5 o'clock hour. Always good having you here. Hopefully your voice returns here this week. I hope I make people smile. What do you have coming up here at uh, at the Mining Journal? Well, I guess it's a tough week for me to answer It's a tough week, but uh, my column is going to be the whole situation that's going on around the country that's going to come out Saturday. Um, There's going to be some season recaps from the NMU main sports. I got a little senior story about the hockey seniors that play, you know, Volton Blue, Craighead. I got, you know, there's... There's going to be a lot of feature stories, I was going to say. So, like, I'm going to try to profile athletes and coaches and stuff like that. Um, Usually it's more of a summer thing, but uh, until spring starts, if they start again, this is pretty much going to be. So hopefully I can entertain people in that own way. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Thanks for being with us here on the Sports Pen on ESPN-UPWZM, Ishpeming Marquette.